0: I think no, they. I thought they were. Wow, that really does not smell good, Wilbur. <laughs> <laughs> parts right
1: now. Yeah, parts. that's what they do.
2: Make it. Make it is my podcast. Big it. Make it is my. Make it. Make it is my podcast. Big it. Yeah! Happy Monday! Yeah! Come on, yeah! Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Some guy last night said... Um, yeah, yeah, you look like Jack Black. The, no, he said, I sound like Jack Black. Oh. He said, I sing like Jack Black, is what he said. He goes, I called you last, Jack Black when I saw your band because you sound like Jack Black. And I was like, are you sure, I don't, are you sure I don't look like Jack Black? Is that what you mean? And he was like, no, you sound like Jack Black. And I was like... Okay, and then he was like, and I was like, did I do that ever? I don't think I did that ever, but cool, man, whatever. I mean, if I walked into a room, and it's been three weeks, and you saw me and went, I saw your show, cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a win. Welcome to Bacon
2: is My Podcast. Coming aye
1: <laughs>
2: What's up, everybody? Uh, today, we are, of course, whoa, what the fuck just happened? I don't know. Ha <laughs> What happened? The the, the screen, the, the the switch thingy. Oh, oh, yeah. switches and buttons. Yeah. They're not on my side, so I don't know what's no, going on. No, that was on. my fault. Yeah. Uh, we are brought to you t- today. Yeah. And and every day. And every day. Yeah. By drinkwildbills.com, grillyourassoff.com, poddex.com, using the promo code BACON at any of those websites. We'll give you 10% off your entire order. Yeah. If you want
1: 20% off, just go to Manscaped and use the promo code BACONPOD and shave your nuts. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm excited because... We have a new... We have a... Well... Manscaped is also getting into the beard game. Well, are we there yet? Are we allowed to
1: say this? Yeah, we're allowed to say this. We're allowed to do
2: this? We're allowed to do this. This
1: We don't have it
0: yet.
2: We don't have it yet. Oh, man, I didn't know we could say it yet. But we could say it now. That's exciting. Manscaped is sending us beard trimmers. Yes.
1: It is. Um, Full disclosure, we don't know if they suck or not. Right. But judging by the smooth shininess of my balls, I bet you my face is going to be nice, too. I, I I happen to agree with you. Yeah, right. So I think it's going to be good. Yep, twenty percent off with the code BAC, Pod. Yeah, so jump on it early. Jump, jump it on, on it early. early. Maybe, we'll, maybe we'll do a um, we'll do an unboxing and. Uh, oh yeah. You know, I'll shave your face or something. No, I like my beard.
2: You shave my face or something? Okay. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll figure it out. Uh, we'll figure it out. We're also. Brought to you by our new sponsor, Mythical yeah. Beards. I was jumping ahead to that because I didn't know we could say the beard. No, name. we could say it. I didn't know we could say uh, it. So. Cool. Mythical cool. Beards, right. awesome. awesome company. Yeah. Based out of Florida. Uh, pff, shit. If it's a beard company, and if that beard company is good enough for Mick Foley yeah. to do an awesome collaboration, a like Christmas Foley collaboration. Yeti, Right? the Foley Yeti scent, which is just which is in peppermint
1: my, hills forever. It's, it's in my beard right now because that's the one yeah. I picked to check out. And, and also I got the uh, I got the Kraken solid cologne because mm-hmm. I'm into solid cologne. I'm a fan mm-hmm. of it. It's great to travel with. And it smells great. It smells awesome. It smells great. Yeah, So it really uh, really does.
2: Go over to mythicalbeards.com. Use the promo code bacon 15 and you get 15% off your order. Yeah. Um and that's all, like, the housekeeping, right? Right. Yeah, that's that's the stuff that we have to do. Yeah. Um, today we have somebody that I, I've been speaking to for a long time. She's she's helped us out uh, at So What Fest. Uh, yeah. She, she uh, had us uh, interview The Plot in You and, and Emery. Um, Which she, is very cool that yeah. that, that, that uh, was able to happen. Um, and, uh, yeah, she is a... PR powerhouse mm-hmm. that's what I say in the beginning of the episode because it's nice. it's she, nice. she, she, she reps it's you know, alliteration like, too yes yes it rolls off the mouth rolls off the mouth yeah. things uh, you know bands I don't know if you've ever heard of like uh, I Prevail I'll call all of them uh, <laughs> like Wage War and Skid Row yeah you know she interviewed Maynard yeah yeah uh somebody who's been in the music industry for a long time, mm-hmm. uh Miss Amy Shiretto. She is the founder of Adam Splitter PR. Yeah. Uh a an awesome PR company that we've been working with for a couple of years now. And uh, we're,
1: we're excited super to
2: excited to have her
1: on the show. Yeah, she's, it's and you know what? The show is um you can find all that information right. uh, somewhere else. Um, and and we do get into little bits of it here and there, but like we have a really cool conversation with her. Oddly enough, about mostly dogs, like dogs. Yeah, yeah, because she dogs are great. Yeah, she she like she volunteers. She uh, uh, she's taken in dogs and sh- and uh, fostered them. Yeah, uh, she just now uh, adopted, adopted uh, a dog. She was fostering for a couple of weeks because I. Uh, she like me also thinks it would be impossible to foster a dog I, for a couple I don't weeks know how <laughs> and then give it away. I don't, I don't know, know, know how, how that to would do that. I don't know how don't that would happen.
2: Um, if you're a
1: dog trainer, maybe.
2: Yeah, yeah. And if if you're if you're listening, uh you will hear him yes. drink from the bowl. Yes. But uh if you want to see him head over to strangerhoodtv.com he's a, he's a cute yeah. he's a cute pup or check her, check her he's, social media's out down down below he's a pup but he's a bulldog he, yeah bull, bulldogs are pups man they're all they are all pups, pups.
1: they're, they're, they're big
2: them. they're big pups they're big smush face just like like uh I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to take this my my uh brother-in-law mm-hmm. literally came up with this this phrase but okay they're they're like they're like a pot roast <laughs>
1: Yeah. They're the pot roast of dogs. They're the pot
2: roast of dogs. They're the pot roast of dogs. Yeah. That's perfect. Right? <laughs> so we that's, talked to Amy. That's so good. Right? Right. I I, I can't take credit for it. Oh, I can't man. take credit for it. Kudos to you, yeah, <laughs> sir. But uh, yeah, it was a great conversation. Super happy that uh, she was willing and able to come on and hang out with us for a little while. And. and uh,
1: the pot we roast should probably... Yeah, it's
2: the Pot roast Dogs, man. Um, that's um, that's going to stay with me for a while. Good, good. <laughs> that's pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We should... Well, let's get into the interview. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's do that. Let's like, go ahead and do that. Let's right now. Okay. okay. Ladies and gentlemen, we're here. We are here. We're here. It's Monday. Yeah, it is. For another episode of Bacon Is My Podcast, today we have... Uh, PR powerhouse yes. if you will the founder of Adam Splitter PR uh she's also a journalist uh she's done a lot of writing in her time she's been featured in uh you know little publications like you know hit Parader and teen people and spin you know little little things like that uh ladies and gentlemen Amy Shiretto how are you
0: I'm good how are you
2: good good we're uh we're excited i'm excited like you and i have uh have talked a bit in the past, like, uh, you know, about uh, working together and always, like, we're always at concerts together. Uh, One of them, one of them is actually, like, people are very surprised that I went. So, uh, I was at the Beartooth at Gramercy
0: show. Oh, right, right, right.
2: And and, uh, I went downstairs, like, right, because we were, uh, I was going to see Glasslands because they're buddies of ours. So, I went downstairs, went to talk to Josh, uh, ended up bumping into Fleur and then she was like hey uh it's about to start and I was like okay cool I need to find my wife because I've never seen Gramercy have that many people <laughs> in it
0: Oh yeah, it, it was, was brutal
2: unbelievable and I was like I texted Amy and I'm like hey you want to like grab a drink real quick and then uh the pit opened up, and the whole place was the pit. And I was like, "No, that's not gonna <laughs> happen tonight." Uh,
0: yeah, we. That's yeah. That was that made it impossible for sure. Yeah,
2: but I, I hate going to the city for shows. I hate city, like the venues in the city and the process and the coming home. I think it's more the coming home than anything.
0: Pro- that is a process coming home.
2: Yeah, but ten times, like nine times out of ten, I'm at Starland. Right. Like I'm in I'm in Long Island, but I will go to Starland every. Every single really
0: show. is it easier to get to Starland?
2: I I think it's easier. I mean, he just hates going into the city. I don't his, like, like going
1: into his the shoulders city. start to go up and it's, stuff. Like he, he starts to like get this weird stance that he
0: does, yeah.
2: and he, all the tension just builds.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, it's Got it's you. I don't I I I don't mind going into the city. Like I said, it's coming back, right? It's coming back, and then like getting home late and then you got the kids and you got the dogs waking up early and and it's oh it's always a whole thing the next day it's like a, a like a bang over but way worse you know gotcha. okay i mean the, the the paramount does help a little bit uh because great they're, day, they're yeah. starting they're starting yeah, to get great and day. that's only like 25 minutes for me mm-hmm. but yeah I, i'll Where
0: go to are you part of Long island are you in
2: uh, I'm in we're in Waantta so like okay. uh, where Jones Beach theater is like mm-hmm. it's five minutes away. I've been um, there yeah well you you've done you've been to like what 2500 concerts yeah. and shows
0: I' more than that by now but yes I've been probably to every regional venue from Connecticut to you know to philly what
2: uh what venue would you say is like your favorite to see a show at?
0: Uh, it depends on the size of the band. You know, I, I tend to n- not love underplays because what happened at Beartooth happens and it gets really uncomfortable. Yeah. Like I saw Bring Me the Horizon once at the studio at Webster Hall, which is that That's big. small. That's tiny. Yeah, it was brutal. It was tough. It, I was like, wow, I feel like I'm going to die. But, you know, it's like, I, I don't like Terminal 5 because it's like hard to get to. Uh, and you can't see
2: anything because there's yeah. that... that... Pole, the, right, the pole, pole in, the middle. Pad,
0: right in the center, and I, I love Irving Plaza, that's like a perennial favorite. Oh, yeah. Um, I love the Electric Factory slash Franklin Music Hall in Philly, that's a good one. Um, um i trying to think where else I love the Hammerstein when it's a big show, yeah. Uh, yeah, so there's it's a dep- it really depends on you know, I just uh, you know, <clears throat> I don't love when it's too late or too small and too many people packed in, and I understand like you know, it's exciting because it's an intimate show if you're seeing a big band play a small venue. But it can get pretty uncomfortable pretty quick. So I understand why, yeah, that, but oh.
2: that's one thing I will say. Like I didn't mind the Beartooth thing because it was it was glass lens and then just Bear Tooth.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I got home by like back like you know, forty five minute train ride back. I, I was home before like eleven thirty.
0: Yeah, I and like that's to be home. Unheard of. of so I always say I would be home the same night of the show.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't usually happen. But yeah, that's not a normal thing. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's rare. It's more common these days, but like it's That's nice true. And the headline band goes on at eleven, I know I'm screwed.
1: Yeah. It seems more and more um shows are just starting earlier and they're definitely pretty hardcore on their cutoff times as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot you know, of them have but, union fees and um, you know, just bus overages and stuff like that. So they kind of have to stick to the to the timing.
1: Yeah, you don't quite see as many of the bands also being like
0: we're gonna do it anyway. Pay the fees, screw 'em. You know, yeah, so right. I mean it was as a small much now as used to. Yeah. If it's a small band or a small tour, it's not really that doesn't really matter. But if it's like, you know, one of those big, you know, um like festival shows or like big right. you know, like um, you know, a big triple bill or something, yeah. That's that doesn't happen.
2: Yeah. Now well, even local shows, I find that those those have been like we were just at one yesterday, mm-hmm. and that that ended before midnight. I mean, we played. Yeah. We played one last month, and it was like they, they wanted us. They out wanted us now. out by like yeah, what twelve thirty. Even even bars and clubs are now. It's getting it's out. getting
1: it's getting weird. It's hard to do all nighters these days. Uh, I'm yeah. okay with that.
0: Too old. <laughs> Too old. I'm all you right with 21, that. twenty one. Sure, not not. That's what he want anymore. My body lets me know.
2: <laughs> yeah, what um? So like you you got a, a background in like you you worked for Roadrunner um. Yep. And you did like a lot of uh like promotion for hard rock and uh and radio and stuff yeah, like that. I did radio
0: video promo when I started. Yeah.
2: Yes. Um what what made you like go, oh well PR seems like something I'm pretty interested in?
0: Uh, well like, I didn't have I, a choice but, at Road under. I didn't have a choice. I got told I was being moved to that department because they were changing uh, the structure of the company and, and the way the company was changing and the radio department was changing. Uh, cause I was in the radio department for several years um, and kind of growing, really growing in that department, but they wanted to make some changes. So they moved me over to the PR department cause they wanted me to stay with the company. So I said, okay, cool. I mean, I already was working with um, because I was writing for so many publications and um, over time, I already knew editors and, and, and other writers and, and um, it made it a pretty simple transition. That's Wilbur drinking in the background, by the way, if you hear a lot of, we
2: (laughs) we heard that before when when you didn't have the camera going, he's like, is she churning butter? And I was was like, like, no, I I (laughs) think that's a dog drinking from a bowl.
0: Yeah, no, he is. (laughs) He is is like, you know, it's like, he's at a trough. Um, Mm -hmm. But I was already, um, you know, very friendly with or had worked for most editors and publications. Uh, so it was an easy transition to switch over to press because I already had relationships with a lot of these people. So it was a seamless transition. And, uh, um, I, I, it, it, you know, it, you're, whether you're doing radio or video or press, it's you're just it's the same the same mentality and the same approach and the same. Uh, job. It's just two different sector of the media. So it was this. Right. It was an easy transition.
1: That's awesome. So um, we've heard Wilbur. We saw Wilbur, and yeah. uh, we just found out that uh, Wilbur has been adopted as of yesterday. You said
0: yeah, yes. I was fostering him uh, for two months, and but I mean, the minute he walked in here, I knew he was never leaving. But yeah, he was. Officially-
1: <laughs> I, yeah, like uh, I've always wondered about uh, people because I've thought about fostering. Dogs. I don't have a place where I can do it anymore right now. Um, But even later on, but it's always seems like I I don't know that I could foster an animal and then give that animal to somebody. Yeah, of course.
0: A lot of people say, yeah, it's called a foster fail because you become connected to them, you become attached to them, you know, they become, you know, ensconced in their routines. It's really hard. Uh, Some people do it because they want to get the help to get the dogs ready. And some people like do it like, you know, actively, and they foster a different dog every couple of months. Mm-hmm. I do it personally. I, I admire the people who can, but I can't. I mean, I, I just see him in a routine because he was a stray. Nobody ever came for him. Um, and I just see, see how he's settled into his routine here. And I'm like, how could I upset that? <laughs> <laughs> he's very sweet, And he's just my type, you know, he's, he's my, yeah. sweet. he's a sweetheart. I love him. You know, I just lost my bulldog Higgins after 10 years. Oh, in March. no. Yeah, March of last year was the worst thing that ever happened to me. Oh, uh, I'm so from, sorry. Yeah, thank you. I had him from when he was eight months old. So, I mean, sorry, eight weeks old until he okay. was, until he was um, you know, well over 12. So, yeah. um, you know, it was very, it was a big loss. It was a big, you know, change because dogs are like children. Having a dog is like oh, having yeah? a child. Oh, Absolutely. People try to tell me it's not the same. It is the same because, you know, you have to take care of them. You have to make arrangements for them. If you're going out of town or you're going somewhere, you have to make sure that they you meet all their needs. You have to make sure they go to the bathroom, they get food, they get water, they get medication, they get nourishment, they get love. You know, you're paying for all the bills. It's like, how's that not having a child? So, um, you know, when <laughs> he didn't have kids anymore, it was very difficult adjusting to not having that routine. So, you know, he just came into my, uh, Wilbur came into my life at the right time.
1: Have you had you been fostering animals prior before that, or why I have, you?
0: I have fostered in the past. I adopted another dog that I fostered, Titus, um, who's also a bulldog. So, okay. um, yeah, so I've I've done it. Yes, I um I've I'm I've, I've rescued most of the pets that I have too.
2: How old is uh How bold is Wil- Wilbur?
0: They the shelter, you know, they guesstimated that his age right. was eight. Personally. Having had bulldogs my whole life, I don't think he's eight. I think he's closer to five. He doesn't have that grayed out muzzle. Um, he just uh, his teeth are really, really white, which is an indicator that he's probably younger than Pretty that. So yeah, yeah. My vet examines this, examines him. We'll know because um, he's got to get the full, you know, exam by my yeah. vet.
2: So right. To five. That's nice. awesome. And, and, and like, do you think that it was like it was harder to get him at five than like and get him. To, like, obey and and be obedient and and that kind of stuff and transition him to, like, uh you know, like, house training and whatnot at five versus, like, when they're a baby and doing it that way or, like...
0: When they're a baby, you have definitely more control over the situation. However, he was already housebroken. He's had one accident. Oh, okay. Yeah, and that was because I didn't get him fast enough to get him out the door. But, no, he's... um he's fully housebroken. He sits, he listens. He's very much, get, he acclimated to the routine. Uh, you know, he's in the house routine and in the house rhythm. So no, it was very, uh, sometimes it takes longer. But they, we always tell people, cause I volunteered at a dog shelter as well. Mm-hmm. I tell people it takes two weeks. You got to let them, Decompress. They were just in a scary place. They need to decompress. They need to learn all the smells. They need to learn, um, you know, the people who live in the house. So it takes them two weeks to get adjusted. You have to just give them that time to like decompress, get to know things and settle in. So I let him do that. But then the first two days he was totally settled in.
1: Nice. Yeah. We found that with, with our dog too. We brought him, we brought him home and he was, um, maybe six weeks old when we, when we maybe six or seven, something like that. And, uh, and it was like, we brought him home and immediately like he, he one time in the house, he had an accident. But other than that, he always walked over the, even as a baby, like walked over to the door and, you know, just learn quick, acclimated really fast and everything. Yeah. You, just gotta, you just pay attention, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. They, they give you signs.
2: They talk to you. They communicate.
0: Excellent communicators. Dogs are excellent communicators.
2: I, my, my boxer. So my boxer two, second night, He was housebroken, yeah, and and he, you know, you know, like you said, like eight, eight, nine weeks, whatever. Um, I have a mix. He's a half Boston Terrier, quarter uh, bulldog, and quarter beagle. Yeah, and he looks like (laughs) he looks like a mini boxer. He does look like like a mini boxer. It's it's, it's he's awesome, but he, he like he's now he's two years old, and for whatever reason, in the middle of the night, he he just has to go. he has to go to the bathroom and and he doesn't come to get us or nothing like that. And we've tried everything. Like I'll, I'll set alarms for like 2am and go, okay, let's go let you out and come back in. And then he still craps on the floor (laughs) two years later. I I don't know. I don't know if it's, I I don't know if it's because like he's smaller and like, just, I don't know, maybe his his bladder can't hold it. I don't know. I'm not sure. I know. Bruce has a, uh,
1: my, my dog's Bruce Wayne. His dog is Bane. So we, we have that, uh, we have that dichotomy going. I can never let them meet. Yeah. Um, (laughs) No, they met. They they, They they had a good time, but uh, yeah, I got to take Bruce out at at about, I'm up late. So it's like 2 a.m. You know, between 1 and know. 2 a.m. that he's got to go out anyway. So we go out and we do the little walk and everything. And he does the, I'm going to go. And then it's like, all right, go. And then it's like, run around the yard six more times. And mm-hmm. I'm going to go. It's like, okay, go. And it's like, I have to be facing true north. And it's like, I, have, I don't know very
0: what that
1: means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's it's they're, they're pretty entertaining. It's pretty great. How did yeah. you land on, I mean, it sounds like you've had bulldogs. How did you land on bulldogs as your Spirit animal.
2: Well, look um,
0: at them. I, <laughs> well, other than they're awesome, yeah. You know, other than they're really the cutest things ever, and they're so cute that they make people experience cute aggression. Right. Uh, but when I look at them, I'm like, I want to punch something. They're so cute. Um, but I growing up, we had dogs all the time. with Scottish Terriers. And then- okay. Uh, My mom wanted to get a bulldog, and we thought it was an English bulldog, but it was an American bulldog. Uh, I had him growing up, and I just always loved their little wrinkly faces. Anytime I saw one in the city, you know, commuting to and from work. Hold on a second. Hey, 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 hold on. Guys, guys. Sorry. (laughs) Midnight, (laughs) my cat, my black one-eyed cat, and sometimes him and Wilbur decide to play and chase each other, and I'm always like, worried that somebody's gonna get hurt typical mom right right. Uh, (laughs) you know they never Wilbur is never gonna catch midnight like he's never gonna catch a cat but um I just oh Wilbur's coming over again oh there he is oh I hear him
2: I hear him sniffing yeah
0: out his eyes um but yeah he's um I'm playing with his ears now he's laying on the computer okay well stop you're gonna you're gonna disconnect um see his face right there there he is oh there he he is. is good boy um I just always love their little faces. Like what's not so love about this little face. But, um, and then uh, I had gone through a really, 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 really bad breakup and I needed something to get me, you know, motivated and focused on right. something else. So I got Higgins um, and I just wanted a bulldog. I, I just, I just always, always loved how cute they were. And I know that they um, have a lot of issues health wise, just because right. of the way their, their heads are shaped. I mean, you know, they're and the, the, I learned through Higgins that they have a lot of health issues, you know, just chronic stuff like eyes and ears right, and right. Tail pockets. And a lot of people give up bulldogs when they get them because they get them and they think, Oh, they're so cute. And then they get the first $800 vet bill and they're like, all right, I'm out. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it's really, you know, like, um, so I just always love them. I just love their little faces because they look miserable, but they're not, they always have resting bitch face, but they're really an affable, affable breed. They're very loving dogs. They're very loyal. They're very easy going. They're little catch potatoes. People think they're not smart. They're very smart. They just do what they want when they want. So,
1: right. They're independent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Independent yes. and loyal.
0: Yes. And then, not when, good
1: swimmers. Not good swimmers. Uh, yeah.
0: No, no. They need, if I took them, had to take them near bodies of water, they'd be wearing probably two swimmies, you know, yeah. and life preservers. Yeah. They swim like a bowling ball. Yeah, no, I mean, how could they keep that head in the water? They need to be wearing like a, like a ring, like a, like a put, like a floaty over their heads
1: yeah, because their we, heads
0: are so heavy.
1: We brought Bruce. He's a, like I say, he's a French bulldog Boston terrier mix. So he's a little bit longer and his head's smaller right. and everything, but he's still smush face. And um, so we were like, okay, can he swim? Can he not swim? His legs are a little longer. So we just, we like brought him in like a pool and, and we we're like, okay, we're going to see what happens. And, we let him go, and he was just like, "I'm terrified!" and freaking out. <laughs> but he didn't sink, so so we're good. But with-
0: yeah, no. If my either any of my dogs were ever near a pool, they would definitely um, need to be wearing swimmies, two sets of swimmies, and yes. life preservers. <laughs> with their heads—they would just go whoops and hit the hit the grounds.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. I don't. Uh, we don't have a pool here, but when, whenever we set up the pool, <clears throat> little one, my, my little one, he's just not a—he's not a water dude. He is not into the water he, he he'll drink from it like like I'm we'll right. have like a, like we have a water table that the kids play with and mm-hmm. they have, and he'll drink from the water table but once it comes to like putting them in a, a pool or a bath or anything no thanks hard mm-hmm. pass hard right. pass for him
1: what's up guys gonna talk to you a little bit about our sponsors real quick just want to start off with grayrasoff.com if you are going into grilling season like we are, Then you know that you always need a little rub. You always need a little sauce. You need something that's going to help your grilling get better. Help those chicken breasts, right? They get a little dry sometimes. You want to make sure you're saucing them up. You want to make sure those ribs have got a nice dry rub and a saucer rub. Go to GruyourAssOff.com. Check it out. I've used their stuff. It's delicious. 10% off with the promo code
2: BACON. Another place you can go to to get... 10% off with that promo code, drinkwildbills.com. Mm. They've got delicious sodas. They've got all sorts of different flavors from sarsaparilla to birch beer to you name it. You got your root beers. You got your cream sodas. You got your creamsicles. Yeah. Uh, Sugar-free for you guys. Sugar-free. In the Indeed. And also, they've got some great jerky stuff. They've yeah. got oh, the brisket bites are A+. A plus, and if you go there, go to drinkroyalbills.com, use the promo code BACON, get 10% off. One more place you can use that same promo
1: code BACON is our oldest sponsor, Poddex. If you're a podcaster, if you are a budding interviewer, if you are just somebody that has a hard time talking to people every now and then, or want to do something fun with your friends, check out poddex.com. They have these decks of cards, 50 cards per deck, 50 questions. Check it out. Learn things about your friends. Learn things about people. Learn how to talk a little bit more and be a little bit more comfortable. Always use the promo code BACON. Again, to get
2: 10% off your order, they got cool swag too. Indeed. And last but not least, of course, always frame the balls. Mm, yes. Is that what you do? Frame the balls. Frame the balls? Well, you could. You could frame the balls. You could. Though. You could. But if you got a bush, it's just not. It's the summer. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Yeah. Use the Lawnmower 4.0. Use the perfect package and go to manscaped.com. Use the promo code BACONPOD. You get 20% off your order. And they've got all sorts of great stuff if you're a guy who's looking to feel
1: so fresh and so clean. Indeed. And not only do you get 20% off, but you also get free shipping. Free shipping. Shine up those balls. Get rid of that bush. Clean yourself up. And if Indeed. you don't clean yourself up, start. Yeah. Bacon pod. 20% off. Free shipping. Check it out. Thank you to our sponsors. Thanks for hanging out. What's your bacon? Well, you know. Bulldogs, you got to like scrape them all the out. Yeah. The <laughs> folds
2: and everything.
0: Yep. They have. Yep. I have to clean their fold, The I have to clean the wrinkles.
2: Yeah.
0: Every, every, um. Every day with a with a baby wipe and keep them dry because they can get yeasty. Yeah. Yeah. And they can get painful, yeah.
1: <laughs> so I also wanted to ask you just to get back into some of the other stuff that you do. Oh, we can talk yeah. about dogs. We can talk about dogs all day. Though. I mean, dogs we, definitely, all day. we can definitely do that. Um, so I was interested because I saw that you, you, in your writing, you've written about a lot of things. But you, you at the beginning, it kind of like was... Really dedicated the music business, but then you kind of made a shift and you went over to some fashion and yeah. um, and was was beauty and fashion like a thing that you kind of always enjoyed writing about and doing as well, or is that something you fell into, or is that like a job you got and then got good at, or was it something you wanted to do? Like, how did no, actually-
0: something I wanted to do. Like when I first started writing about music, you know, I just loved music. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to write about it because uh, I liked writing, and then I learned quickly. When I started that, I could get access to the bands I like, talk to them, get mm-hmm. music early, get it for free, get um, tickets to shows for free. All that was really like, wow, awesome. The stuff I get to love, I get uh, the stuff I love. I get paid to do it. And I'm also getting all the stuff that I would be purchasing for free. That was really a huge perk right, for me. Yeah. Um, you know, because and it wasn't like, Oh, I'm going to do this. So I get free stuff. I was like, I love doing this. And I get free stuff on top of it. That was like a huge, like, wow, this is amazing. I can't think of anything better. And I always wanted to, cause I liked, I'm very into fashion and beauty. I'm always, I'm into mm-hmm. makeup. So I was like um, somebody I worked with connected me with somebody who ran a, a an online music, an online beauty publication. And I was like, Oh, and I, Can get all the stuff that i like that way write about it tell people what i like about it so that other people use it and it doesn't get discontinued because that happens a lot you know in the the, the product world so i just started doing that and i just love doing it and it just you know writing is very easy for me writing i'm retired from it now i don't really do much of it at all these Mm -hmm. days but writing is a very easy task for me it doesn't it's not challenging at all it's like not challenging no it is like it's not, it's, it just comes naturally to me. So gotcha it was very easy for me to take an early morning gig writing about fashion and beauty. Um, when I used to write for Bustle, it was just very easy for me to do before I started my day because you know, it it, it didn't take me long. It was something I enjoyed. Uh, It was just a way to make a little extra money doing something I really liked.
1: Nice. Awesome. Did, you, did you, what did you prefer in, in when, when you were doing right? Like what kind of writing did you prefer? Did you prefer to do interviews with people or did you prefer to do like, let me talk about this thing I like or review this thing or, or just talk it, about my opinion?
0: It depends on what I'm writing about. You know, with music, I preferred to um, interview bands. That was always mm-hmm. what I preferred because I like to get the insight. And at that time you could help the fan and the reader would learn more about the band that way. Cause now they can just go on, you know, Instagram and see what their favorite band ate for lunch. But right. Back then it was, you were really giving them that, that behind the scenes look. Um, and on the, uh, like beauty and fashion side, I tend to prefer to review stuff.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you were saying though, about the, the writing coming, coming naturally to you. Like I, I like to write stuff like on my, the, the blog that we have on the website and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, People, some people just can't. They they just don't feel comfortable with with putting words together and having them like really cohesive and stuff. It it, it does come kind of naturally to like you and myself, but like I, I wonder what why I don't know I don't know why there's like a disconnect with uh, with stuff like that. I'm not you know,
1: well you know that that the brain working faster or slower than the hand or the mouth. You know, yeah, My that's brain, true. My brain works uh, probably faster than my hand, but slower than my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. So I think that's probably the thing that that finds it, fi- finds that that connection for some people and that disconnect for other people. Um, what moved you away from that? You know, like it came natural to you, it was something you enjoyed, and then you shifted out of it. Where you just kind of like, I mean they retired your award for for you know like you once you get so good at things that uh that like there's no point in doing them anymore cuz no one's ever going to do them better than you uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> what is it that moved you to pr what, what what kind of was that a natural thing for you or were you just like yeah, I i'm just, tired of this i want to move to this but stay in the music industry oh, well, or
0: i was doing both you know i was doing both i always did everything concurrently i was always i always had side hustles Mm -hmm. um i never turned down a gig you know i worked at sirius i was on liquid metal when it was heart attack while i worked at roadrunner i just always took the side gigs you know it was just i enjoyed doing it why say no i mean i love doing this i don't want to do anything else so why Mm -hmm. would i say no and then get to make extra money um so i was always writing when i worked at roadrunner and then when i started my own business I stopped writing about music just because it could be a conflict of interest. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I eventually I only really write a little bit about beauty and fashion now, but, you know, just because I really enjoy it. But I stopped doing writings. I just don't have time. You know, I'm far too busy running a business um, to be able to do to write effectively. And I feel like it's much harder these days. You know, language is becoming so, you know, such a it's evolving in, in a very a unique way. And I, I think it, it, I just, you know, I just don't have the time to, I think, do it as well as I could.
1: Gotcha. What do you, what do you do when you're, so you're incredibly busy. What do you do to unwind? What's your kind of like, is it just sit with the dog and the cat or is it, do you cook? Do you, you know, are you, um,
0: I to, to save my life? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I, uh, myself, my self care slash, Something I love to do is, is I've, I've been volunteering at a dog shelter for 10 years, an animal mm-hmm. shelter for 10 years, walking dogs. And, uh, okay. you know, I've worked with thousands of dogs over the years. Some of them are very challenging cases. Uh, some of them are just really great dogs that ended up in just bad situations. Um, some are great dogs that just needed a little help of uh, somebody working with them to get over some behavioral humps, whether it's guarding or leash biting or stuff like that. Um, it's very rewarding for me because. Um, it takes me out of my own head. It stops me from thinking about work all the time. And you put you're you're working with someone who can never repay you, and that's why you should do those things um, you're because nice. you're helping somebody, and that's the only reason you should do it. I always say, you know, they had um they had like um like a, a dry erase board that had that quote, and I, I try to apply that in my life. But you haven't lived today, and so you've done something for somebody who can never repay you. And I truly believe in living my life that way helping others and being nice people until they give you a reason not to be. And, um, with working with, um, with homeless dogs, you really learn a lot about resilience and survival and getting back up when you're down. Like these dogs have been through a lot. Some of them have been through the worst of humanity. And, uh, I, I they teach me so much about, about survival and, and resilience. And it's really, um, it's difficult. It's, it's really hard some days, but I, it just teaches me, you know, how to put others first. It's a really, really powerful thing to do. And I haven't been able to do it the last two months because I'm having back issues and I have to get an epidural. And as soon as I get that, I can't wait to go back. Uh, But right now it's like my my leg, my right leg is a little weak because I have sciatic problems, sciatic nerve. Everybody has it apparently. Uh, I've been talking to so many people once I posted about it, they're like, Oh my God, I have the same issue. Uh, But uh, I can't do it right now just because I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not confident in my, in my strength. And mm-hmm. these dogs are like seventy-five to hundred pounds. So, yeah, uh, yeah, right, right. I need to be peak um, functioning in order to do it. Um, but um, so yeah, I'm gonna go back to that as soon as I get the epidural, uh, which is probably in a couple of weeks. So yeah, that's what I, I love doing that because it really teaches you um, how to get outside of your own head and put somebody else first.
1: That's awesome. Uh, yeah, that is awesome. And I'm 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 sure also. I mean, dealing with learning how to learning how to work with. Um, an animal that's that's not cooperating and mm-hmm. and has issues and can't communicate with you yeah. in the way that a, a person could probably has many benefits into when you move over into somewhere else in life where you're working with some person that is being difficult.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It really teaches you how to learn to communicate and how how to read a situation. Like I said, I, I can read it. I can tell in 10 years of doing this, I've only been bitten four times and none of them required. Stitches, surgery, nothing. Didn't even really break it. But I believe that because I can, I've learned to read the signs. I know what to look for when that's going to happen. And that's why right. I'm, I'm lucky. But yeah, I've learned how to like diffuse situations or how to handle or not give up. And I've definitely applied that to my work for sure. It, it's sure, definitely yeah. something that has a ripple effect. How
1: like are you? Do you find yourself reading body language like even when you're not even trying to? You're just kind of like okay, noticing do, things. So,
0: yeah. Like how people's eyes move and their stiffness yes
1: right right <laughs> uh, probably pets too you probably could I could I, oh, I, I yeah. imagine the more you you know the more you're walking down the road and you see somebody that's like just unable to deal with their animal because they don't understand what that animal's trying to oh, tell yeah. them and you're For seeing sure. it you know like I'm sure that you've probably been helpful in numerous situations with people where you've been like yeah, you hey
0: yep yeah, see him side eyeing you or you see him stiff just back up
2: <laughs> right right <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, uh, <clears throat> one thing I, I, I wanted to ask, like, uh, in, in terms of like the PR stuff, um, and I'm sure that you apply some of this to, to that, but how often do you, do you guys, uh, deal with crisis management in with like the company?
0: Um, oh, quite a bit. Like sometimes we do it. I like really quietly. It's not something we advertise, right? Uh, you know, we advise and we help somebody who has a situation, we help them navigate it, we help them address it, deal with it, you know, recover from it. Um, And that's very challenging, too, because you have to kind of put a different hat on and look at it in a very clinical and technical way. Um, And kind of put like emotion aside sometimes, because you're uh, got to help somebody kind of navigate um that situation. And sometimes we just have it worse. we might have an artist who is, um, you know, th- that either has a reputation or says things a lot online or did something, you know, and and it upset people um, at a show. There's there's tons and tons and tons of different um, things out there that can happen. But, yes, we deal with it. And it's our job is to, you know, help keep an artist's profile and their reputation, their perception by the public and the media as clean as possible it's not always easy because a lot of them sometimes you know a lot of artists are the creative creative types tend to stir the pot you know yeah. that's that's what they do that's what good art does um but sometimes you have to d- help deal with the separate the art from the artist and help kind of navigate those waters which can be pretty challenging yes
2: do you, do, do you have you ever taken on like a crisis management case that you you've regretted doing you don't have to no. tell us anything like that but like any details no. but
0: no, it's never been anything so like, oh my god! I've had a few artists deal with things that were pretty difficult for them, and uh, but no, there's never been anything where I went, oh god, no. Uh, a lot of times it's been helping artists I already work with, or helping just artists I know, or or clients that I know. But no, it's never been anything where I was like, oh, where somebody was like, did something really got accused of something yep. fucked up, and really did do it. No, it's I never mean. been anything that I regretted. But in, when it gets dicey, you just have to be like. Look at it through a really unbiased lens. You just have to look at it as a job, right? That so just we look have, at it on and how to attack it.
1: So we have a lot of um, a lot of our listeners and a lot of our guests have been um, bands that are at at varying levels of yeah. you know where you can be in the industry. Uh, everything from bands that are doing big tours to bands that are in a van and getting around to bands that are prepping to someday get in a van and and tour around. Um, and a lot of them have questions about PR and stuff. So at what point would you say a band, what what things do you think a band needs to have kind of going already before they reach out to a PR company or where should they be in their, um, in their business before they reach yeah. out to a PR company?
0: Yeah, well they have to, I always, I get this a lot. It's like, you should definitely have a little bit of a machine in place. Even if you're just a small local band, you should definitely have some friends in the local scene, whether it's a local radio station or a blogger or uh, a publication, you know, while you're, while you're, you know, really in your market and like growing as a local band, you should make sure that you have that, you know, you have at least you know, reached out to or made friends with your local media and got them to cover you. So they're just a little bit of a base there. I just say you have to, you know, for us personally, we're not really working with anybody that's not signed or or managed just because we don't have the bandwidth. um, That's, um, you know, it's just not the level like we it it just it's a lot more time. Um, to try to break through on something that's so new. And it's right. just not ready. It's not like just saying it's not worth time. It's just that it's not ready for PR. There has to be like a bit of development have, that's already happened before somebody can start do, getting PR. But things bands can do at this midnight right behind me, right there. Um, <laughs> he's in, it, it, He's got one eye, um, but he sees everything. Um, so I, I think what I always tell young bands like just get a little bit of buzz going, be as proactive as you can do what you can. And then, um, you know, you'll have a little bit of a base when you either do get signed or get a manager and are ready for PR. But I think you have to have played some shows. You have to have like, you know, a good active social media presence, you know, maybe a little bit of local coverage. Um, You know, that's the things that I suggest before you're really ready for PR. You really have to, you know, have a little something going.
2: There has to—that's yeah. the the thing nowadays too. And and you know, we we both played played in bands like pre-social media stuff, mm-hmm. and then now with the social media stuff, and now the advent of being able to set up a studio in your house and stuff like that. Right. Right now, you you should be able to have you you should have like a package of some sort uh, that you can deliver to somebody. Absolutely. That, and and you, you have to have that. If you don't have a product like something in a package that you can be like, here, this is this is what we do and this is what we are. Right. Yeah, it. Yeah, it's I, difficult.
1: I, I always like to ask. Um, I, I appreciate the answer. I know you get asked that a lot, and I know like every every PR person that we've even had on the show, I still ask the same question to you just because I know that there are people listening to the show, sure. and um, and it's like there are bands that that are not ready for pr that will go to a pr company that will then take money from them yes um and and they won't get what they want to get out of it because they won't be equipped to make the most out of it um, Right.
0: Yeah.
1: or the pr company won't even be able to do as much with it so exactly. as much as i can i always like to get a little bit you know just something so that somebody listening will go oh, okay maybe we need to you know maybe we do need to do this more or You know, the person in the band that's pushing it can tell the person that's not, that that doesn't think it matters that, okay, listen to this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Like, you can't, like, I tell people, like, yeah, I'm not going to take anybody's money if if I can't really, if there's, because starting from ground zero like that, like, that takes time. that takes, you know, investment of time and, and, and following up and educating the media. Uh, And that takes longer than with a, a band that already has a record or has kind of like an established buzz. You know, and it's like um, a lot of people don't realize that there's the cost, you know, the cost involved because you have relationships, you have staff, you have time that you have to educate, you have to reach out to media. It's a lot of work, you know, so it's like, that's why I say if a band's not ready, like it's just going to be a waste of their money and I will never take somebody's money if I can't, you know, we were all, you know, just ethically, you know, if it's not ready, it's like incubate a little bit more, you know, grow a little bit more.
1: Yeah, we even found that when we started the podcast, it was like we had... We we both you know are coming from places where we have bands that mm-hmm. that that have a certain amount of reach. So our show was able to have a certain amount of reach immediately, mm-hmm. and we were able to make some contacts that we had. But still, it was like reaching out for the shows. It like it's a new thing. It was yeah, you know, it's, it's uh,
0: I, I, like it I, was I,
1: year one. It was year two trying to yeah. get that to yeah. a point. You know, and it's it, to,
0: everything to, takes time. That time in to grow it. Like I, I always tell people this too. Like even people requesting interviews, like we know in advance like what a band is and isn't going to do because you know we that, it's never arbitrary and like if bands had all the time in the world i would say yes to everything you know because right. I, of I, I, yeah no, i have no problem with that it's just some bands are like hey i'm only doing this this and this or i'm only or you get an hour a week from a band and you you have a hundred hours of requests so that's right. why I, I try to explain to people it's like listen it's not it's not me saying no just because i feel like it i'm just going along with what you know, and we have certain artists that just do limited press and yeah. that's also, you know, um, it keeps the mystique. It keeps them, you know, you don't know everything. So that's why some of them do limited press. And mm-hmm. that's, you know, that's, that's not capricious either. That's a strategy. And that's also very careful. That requires yeah. not doing interviews requires a lot of um, uh, press strategy because you have to seed things to make up for where the artist isn't doing interviews. Right make sure you they can't to disappear and relevant exactly um and it's like, like i said i don't like turning people down ever you know that's not like i'm i'm a people pleaser and that's huh. what the job is you know you're people pleasing yeah. the artist media um and it's just certain I, I try to explain that like to people that there's certain reasons it's like not because we don't think you're the the somebody's interview techniques are good or we don't like them it's just there's certain levels of things that bands do. And so I have certain bands that have done everything. They're like, listen, unless it's new or this or this or this, I'm not doing it. You know, right. and that's like, they could be like, hey, on this album, we're doing that. And then on the next album, they'll go back and they'll do everything. So, you know, mm-hmm. some artists are on the right tip to, to not do interviews as well. So yeah. a balancing act.
2: It's it's not because you are the destroyer of hopes and dreams. <laughs>
0: well, I've been told that before. I've had, uh, I know. I had to
2: bring that up. I had to bring it up.
0: I've been called that before, like, and because I told somebody they couldn't have a photo pass to Warp Tour, which was not my decision to make, because right. Warp Tour press decides who gets photo passes. Right. Yes. And uh, yeah, it's like, it's like, it's like no, I would never. It's not like I I don't <laughs> the like the person that
1: that rescues animals, and, right? And, and <laughs> is right. the destroyer of oats and and
0: the, I know. <laughs> and it's just like people don't understand. Like a lot of times, like this isn't a school project. This is. Yeah. um the you know, band's image and perception and 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 their public personas those are all very important things to getting them out into the world you know what i mean so and getting the music in front of the people who need to hear it or want to hear it so it's like a lot of moving parts going this stuff and none of it is just arbitrary and like a lot of times people you know i have some bands that don't want to be photographed live unless it's by photographers that they know because mm-hmm. You know, sometimes they'll be like, "Look at this horrible picture of me. I look terrible. Get it taken down." You know, so it's very. You just have to. It, there's just a fine line, like uh, of of how much press certain bands want to do. So
1: yeah. yeah, well, it's tough because you you know they're also battling the fact that everyone in an audience has a phone that can record and mm-hmm. show <laughs> photos of things and send things out to whoever and how many people there are. So it's like, there's gotta be some kind of strategy for yes. for everything. Um, how do you like, I've noticed recently or, or the more that I'm, I'm reading and finding now that is, is that like, we went through this boom of social media, uh, growing and growing, and growing and everybody growing their social circles in this giant way. And it seems like now we're, we've, we've reached the apex of that and it's starting to circle back in. And I'm starting to see things that are saying like people are making their social circles smaller. And, um, you know, we're, we're seeing the we're, we're seeing the demise of Twitter like, yeah. and Facebook and all those all these things. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you see like strategies changing in 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 that new era? Are you are you noticing or are you hearing any of those same things or is it just kind of like ah business as usual? It's going to be fine.
0: No, I see it. You know, I've seen some people you know post less or pop off social media or pull back on it um i think people spend i mean it's the age old argument like would you rather have somebody who has 500,000 followers and maybe 100,000 are engaged or like 25,000 followers where 25,000 are fully engaged right like, yeah so you know, it's like quantifying that and And the metrics of that is shifting, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. you can have like a podcast that might have 5,000, you know, followers, but every one of them is invested as opposed to something that's got like a hundred thousand followers and maybe five are, you know, you have to, I try to look at it with a wider lens because a lot of times managers will look and say, Oh, it has this Nope, not doing, it's not big enough reach. But then Mm -hmm. I try to sometimes point out, well, here, this, this, and this, or this artist did it, you know, try to show them that the value of it and that that's the, um, You know, it tells the bigger picture and has the more broader picture and the whole story uh, where it's just not like Facebook numbers. Like I always use the example of like I am a Patreon supporter of a few podcasts that I love and Mm -hmm. I listen to them from start to finish. Um, And sometimes I look at their social media because if it's like a true crime. They might post crime scene photos or if it's like a, um, you know, just a talk podcast that I like, um, you know, I want to see who's coming on on the next episode or whatever. And I can always look at their socials, but that doesn't mean I follow them. And I mean, and I'm a Patreon supporter, and I don't even follow them on social. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So you can't always justify or quantify uh, uh, the value of an outlet like that by Facebook numbers. Yeah. But I'm telling you, I, I, I financially support these because I want to keep listening to them, even if it's a five dollar Patreon a month. Still, Um, I'm spending money on it because I want them to continue. um, But I don't follow them on social, so that shows you that like it's just not an accurate metric.
1: It, right yeah i, I agree 100 it's yeah. such a it's such a ebb and flow type thing because people are joining jumping on and leaving all the time right you know and then you've got you know you don't always know if it's bots or if it's real or if it's this yeah. or it's that you know so all you can really look at is the engagement and, right and and even then it's like well the engagement
2: where because some people are here some people are here yeah you know so it's hard to quantify that it, in podcasts too it's like are the metrics for podcasts are the worst metrics ever
0: really hard, <laughs> hard oh my god are, yeah. they're
2: the worst they are they are the worst metrics ever i hate yeah. it we switched mm-hmm. providers because we couldn't get information yeah yeah <laughs> just, wow you know and, and guess what we're still not getting information <laughs> was, yeah we're still getting
0: it. It. It's gotta be a challenge i i don't yeah. i don't envy that
2: <laughs> it's it, yeah yeah the, like the demographics for this place this one is like yeah. non-existent although since oh. you brought it up i will say we do appreciate our patreon people so thank yes. you guys so much oh, for being yeah. on there
1: we do love you guys
0: like um sometimes it's just like I'll, a lot of times if i can't i can't quantify a, a certain podcaster outlet and an art manager really wants that information i will also use just my relationship with them or i'll say hey they do a really thorough interview or listen to this interview they did it was really really engaging and um, it has a lot of positive comments on it from listeners, so it's like there's always ways to kind of point out how things are are working or, or going um, ac- accordingly to that. So there right. there are other ways to that are maybe a little bit less quantifiable, but still tangible.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna. I I can't do like a good. Um, oh, is this your transition? transition. Right yeah. Now? No, I can't do a good this transition. Is a, this, this is killer. Is like, this is a killer mm-hmm. transition. But this transition is because <laughs> we have a sponsor. Yes, that helps us pay bills. Yay, one baby. of them, and uh, the one that we use uh, every show, and we get our we gave Guest them a segment. S- yeah, we gave them a, <laughs> them a
1: segment. So we have
2: our guests. So it's uh, participate. Uh, it's a company called Poddex. and what Poddex is is uh, decks of cards, and wow. it's like card conversation starters, um, almost like Cards Against Humanity. Similar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, exploding Kittens. That's mm. the other one. Uh, so what they do is they have different decks within each deck is 50 cards. And within each card is a question. And what we like to do is have our guest pick a deck and then okay. pick a random question from that deck. Okay. Uh, so we have, <clears throat> excuse me. We have the interview deck. We have interview deck two, uh, the episode deck. Would you rather, uh, what the heck, what the fuck? And how dare you? Oh,
0: I have to pick. I, I'm, I'm- I'm leaning towards so I have to pick a deck and then there's a question from the deck.
1: You right? pick a deck and then we will then we will randomize your pick, question. Yeah. Okay.
0: Well, give me the decks again because there were three that I liked and I can't decide between them.
2: Uh interview, interview two episode, would you rather? Uh what the heck? What the fuck, and how dare you?
0: I like how dare you, what the fuck, and would you rather?
1: All right. Well, which one would you like hmm. out of those?
0: Hmm. I'm trying to think what what the fuck could be. Um, it
2: could it could literally be anything from the most benign, benign <laughs> question ever to holy shit to how do I, you, I don't know you. <laughs> it really uh, it really is everything. I feel like you what
0: you rather is probably the most fun though.
1: All right, let's do it. It is it is a fun, one. it is a fun one. And and again, these the way that they have these decks, it's like I, I don't know
0: (laughs) really x-rated. Maybe
1: it really is. It's like, it's like like G or X. So you never know. You never know. Uh, so Mike is going to shuffle the decks because I cannot shuffle. That is well known It is well known in these circles. And, uh, while he's doing that, I will just tell everybody within the sound of my voice. To go to poddecks.com and while you're there, you can check out these decks and many others. They have an app that you can check out. They have some cool swag. They have t-shirts that are soft style, they don't rough up your nipples like t-shirts
2: sometimes do. We all hate that shit. Amy, so, you know, you know banned t-shirts, they oh, could be man. shitty. Those Those are, yeah,
0: yeah. If they rub up against you, they are like yeah.
1: oh, they're they're chafy, they're boxy, they don't yeah, look good. They- Not the Poddex ones, they're the the soft style, soft style fitted, Uh, they're nice, the the decks, the shirts, everything, if you decide you want to buy something, just use the promo code BACON, because everything is better with bacon, and you will get 10% off your entire order. (laughs) All right, so I'm going to fan these out here, all right, I'm going to take the finger of power, and I'm going to go from my left to my right, your right to your left, you tell me when to stop, and that'll be your question, so we are moving now. Stop. All right. <laughs> Let's see what we got. Oh, see, we went benign with this one. Would uh, you rather, would you rather get a shoulder massage or a foot massage?
0: Oh my God. That's lame. <laughs> can we put that one back and we do another one? <laughs>
1: we can. We can. Yeah. That one's gone.
0: I want to I want a tough Let's one. See.
1: Let's see where we go. If this doesn't work, we'll just look at them.
0: <laughs> okay. Stop. Stop right now! Oh, Good right. one, one. No whammies. No whammies.
1: <laughs> would you rather have your face printed on money or your own small town named for you in your honor?
0: Oh gosh, I would say a, 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 a town named after me because if you print it on money, I feel like people could do like draw on it and put like
1: yeah, that's true, you
0: know, yeah. face and stuff. So I'm going to go with I'm going to go with the small town named after me.
2: Small town named in your honor. Plus, I, I mean, we've all seen what happened with uh, with Bitcoin and stuff. That's true. So that's true. You don't want to be one of those. You don't want to. You don't want. To, you're you think tanking though. That so works.
1: indeed. Okay. Would it? Would the town be? Uh, what would the name of the town be? Would it, Amyville? I would name it be, Amyville uh, after the, my dog. <laughs> I like. There we it. go.
2: I, I love like it. it. See, I love it. There we go. Um, so before we uh, before we start signing off here, I do have to ask you because. Uh, You are a fellow Deftones fan Mm -hmm. and I love the Deftones. Uh, I have like, I think I've seen them like 14 times or or 12 times, something like that. What, what is it? What is like your favorite Deftones show story? And and it's regardless of like, I mean, I've seen them a lot and and Chino is either on point or not so much on point. (laughs)
0: He's off point right no, yeah it, it happens I think it happens with the best bands
2: absolutely uh, yeah. they don't
0: always have you know they're human beings and sometimes things are off and it could be the sound guy it could be you know oh, at yeah. the venue it could be vibe because could, something could happen that day it could be anything um, so what do I have a deaf do I have any Deftones tone stories
2: what's like your favorite uh, Deftones tone show story
0: um, well this one is it's actually really personal because um many years ago i think it was 1998 i think um because i was i had interviewed the band several times covered them several times uh and i always stayed in touch with them um because this was back in 1998 it was like after around the fur came out and i um uh, went to see them and they played i think it was like november 98 it was or 99, one or the other. And it was at, uh, I think it was 98, uh, Asbury Park Convention Hall. And it was November and it was cold and it's down the shore. And um, the venue was on the boardwalk. And I remember after the show, I got I had a round of her poster and I got the entire band to sign it, personalize it. And I in- immediately framed it and it's still in my kitchen to this day. Nice. Uh, but I remember talking to Chi because Chi was a writer and he was always talking um, you know, we talked about our favorite writers and stuff. and He actually signed it, Walt Whitman, because I told him how, you know, where nice. I grew up, Walt Whitman was like right outside of Cam- Philly and Camden. Um, but I, I just remember sitting outside uh, on the, on the boardwalk with the whole band and like other people were there obviously, but me and she just had a really great, you know, heart to heart about writers that we really love. And, you know, he's not with us anymore, which is, you know, it's a tragedy. Um, but I just never forget that it was a great time hanging with those guys. Um, you know, uh, it was just always very, very um, just quality, and it was just like a special moment to, to get to have a heart to heart with she. Yeah, awesome.
2: I, I That's actually, a great story. funny enough, I actually, I he he is the only member of the Deftones that I spoken I've spoken to. Okay, um, I, I met him at Taste of Chaos a few years back, and um, it was weird because uh, m- my cousin she was uh, she was with us, and they were hanging out with uh, Greeley Estates. Uh, mm-hmm. She went to she went to high school with all those guys from Arizona, so <clears throat> she was all off hanging out with them. And her boyfriend at the time is like huge, huge Deftones fan. And then all of a sudden, out of the corner of my eye, I didn't realize how tall she was. Like he's yeah. huge; he's a <laughs> lumbering man. Uh, but I saw him out of the corner of my eye, and like you said, he's like just a super sweet guy. Like very smart, awesome very well read. To. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Good people. It's like, you know, all those dudes are unique and, you know, Chino is very, he's Chino, you know, yeah. uh, and Stefan, I've known him forever. You know, he's always, he's very sarcastic and funny. Um, although I know he's got some theories <laughs> about things that <laughs> had a lot of news. And, you know, yeah, those guys are always really, you know, just they're the white ponies to me. I, nothing in the OOs so far in the new millennium has topped that record for me.
2: I want to get a white mm-hmm. pony tattoo.
0: It's a good that's, one. I want to get that
2: as on my list. Nice. <laughs> uh, my, my one of my favorite Deftones things actually was the uh, the self titled record was coming out, and uh, K Rock was doing Chino de Mayo,
0: <laughs>
2: and it was at I think it was Webster Hall, and it was uh it was the first time I had seen them play teething, and uh he went into this like this Nas rap, life's a bitch, then you die. Yeah. That's why we get high. Blow. And I remember seeing that for the first time, and I was like, uh, "Yeah, that I need to do that kind of music, not what I was listening to." That that was like a big moment for me because nice. he's he's such a captivating frontman. Yeah, oh, freaking absolutely. awesome. He's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. So I had to ask you. I had to ask you my Deftones stuff because I I love Deft.
0: Anytime. I mean, I, I like I, the dynamic between Chino and Steph. To me, is what makes music so great.
2: Yes. Jeff
0: yeah. loves sugar and she knows loves PJ Harvey. It collides yep. in a beautiful way.
2: <laughs> yeah. Actually, uh and DJ, our I buddy love DJ. PJ Harvey too. Yeah. <laughs> right. I love both of them. The uh have you heard the new Crosses cover of uh what was it that he sent us? I haven't heard it yet. I didn't listen to it yet. Oh,
0: yeah. I didn't either. I know that I heard something.
2: Oh, it it's awesome. Where did he send it? I'm gonna get this. I mean I'm a I'm a I'm a big fan of the crosses records. One so. more try. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, cool. Uh, okay. It's very good, very very good. Highly recommended. So, I will check it out on the way home. Awesome. So yeah, uh, Amy, thank you very very much for hanging out. Thank
0: you for having me. I guess I'm sorry. I've been going to bed mode here. No, <laughs> no, no. You it's, know
2: what? We're going to bed soon too. Yeah. <laughs> it's late. It's Sunday.
0: Oh, Sunday night fun and chill before bed. Chat. Even though it's I'm not going to bed now, but yeah. <laughs> Sunday night, Sunday, Saturday night wrist.
2: <laughs> yeah, there you go.
1: I'll be up till 2. Yeah.
0: Well, <laughs> you got to set alarm when your dog poops it too. Yes,
2: yeah, so yeah. I got to I got to take my dog out to poop at 2. <laughs> you got to step in your dog's poop in the morning. Oh, <laughs> <sighs> you know what another fun new thing that he's doing is he's he's shitting on the concrete now.
0: It's like oh.
2: he he goes he he was going out on the lawn and then all of a sudden this week he was just like shitting on the sidewalk. The spirit the is
0: moving him. Sweet, yeah,
2: you know, he's 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 it's his true north. Yeah,
0: true that's what There fine. you go. He's finding his true north.
2: So uh, again, thank you so much for uh, hanging out with us. And
0: uh, <laughs> me, I really it's, it's a lot of fun. I'm glad we we got to talk.
2: Yeah, good. Um, cool. I'm glad. Just let everybody know where they can find everything Adam Splitter and anything you're doing.
0: Uh, anything, all the Adam Slaughter socials would be on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Adam Slaughter PR, and you can follow me on Instagram. It's Retto R E T T O seven 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 for Instagram, and just my name, Amy Shiretto, on Facebook.
2: Nice, we're lots have, of cute dog pics. Yes. Yeah, we'll
0: have we'll time. have all that
1: links and stuff uh, in the description. Absolutely, and uh, yeah. In closing, we would just like to. Uh, I'm, I'm there was a question that we were asking previously in the what's your bacon and seven questions yes uh and uh and it's that question that everybody should ask themselves every day what is that thing that makes it a little easier to wake up in the morning what is that thing that makes life a little bit more enjoyable is it music is it food is it going for long walks on the beach is it dogs is it walking dogs is it smush face farting chunky dogs yeah (laughs) what is it that makes life just a little bit better all the time do you remember what the question was what is it what's what's your bacon what's your bacon (laughs) thanks for hanging out with us
0: thank you this was fun i'm glad we did it thank you
1: this is pot roasted dogs it is the roasted dogs oh uh we're back (laughs) (laughs) sorry sorry about that uh
2: (laughs) that was a lot of fun uh yeah it's it's awesome to you know like talk via email to to uh i talked Emails a lot right, with right. her, but to to be able to sit down and hang out and yeah talk get to, on, on more of a personal level get to know is, uh, somebody a lot of more yeah yeah I I, I like it and uh, that's my
1: favorite part of this thing that we do
2: yeah yeah like you know I know I know everybody's got to kind of plug their thing but it's nice it's nice to talk to the, the humans right there are not not just like the people uh I don't know how to say it how would you well, say well I I like, I like to. I, I like it
1: best when we get past interview mode. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and send that away.
2: Yeah. I don't like interview mode. No, no. I'm not into that. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that was not interview mode. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I prefer sure. when we
1: get in there because you, you get to know somebody a little bit more. And then if you're listening, you get to know somebody a little bit more. And if, you, if you're hearing about somebody that sounds like someone that you'd be friends with, I just think that's more interesting. Mm-hmm. Personally, you know, um, I could be wrong. Let us know in the comments and uh, let us know with the hashtag, what's your bacon, uh, hashtag bacon is my pod, and hashtag Jimmy G, you're fucking wrong. Um, If you you want to do that. I love how you just make
2: up these these hashtags all the time. Well, you know, one of them's going to catch on. (laughs) Okay. uh, Maybe. Hashtag movie list. Yeah. Well, let me know what movies should be on Annie's
1: list with hashtag movie list. Fucking wrong. But if you put it... If you hashtag that with hashtag what's your bacon and hashtag bacon is my pod, then we'll, we'll find Then it. we'll see it. And we'll know what we'll it is. It. We'll see it. You know, I'm I'm working with the algorithm, man. I'm just trying to work it out. Okay, just trying to work okay. it out. I get it. You know, I it's 2023, it. man. Trying to be effervescent. That was my nickname in in
2: uh, grade school. No, we literally just said that when you got the yeah college. That's the, what they called me. No, no, you you put the yeah. the Foley yeti in the Boy
1: Scouts. Was... They called me uh, effervescent
2: they didn't they didn't
1: when I was an altar boy that would be a bad time to be called effervescent
2: yeah awkward
1: (laughs) All right, moving on you can find us at (laughs) baconismypodcast.com where you can check out all our episodes you can check out all our sponsors get all the special deals all that kind of fun stuff Uh, you can support us by buying a Mm t-shirt we make good t-shirts they're cool shirts they're soft style much like pod decks they don't rough up your nips Right, We ain't here to rough up your nips. We're here to caress your body, your upper body. It's getting cold out there. There's hats, too. You can check out one of those. Uh, If you don't want to support us that way, that's okay. Just give us a five-star review. That costs you nothing. Yeah. But like five seconds of your time. But write something. Don't just like, you know, don't just like five-star, blah. Don't just one-star, blah. If you like us, let us know. If you hate us, let us know. Right? Yeah. We love that. We love that. Let us know. Um, Where can they find all your stuff, by the way? You have Uh, personal stuff, too. Outside of Bacon is my podcast. And Bacon is my passion, which you can find on there, too. All the music and everything. But where can they find you?
2: Uh, Me, my own self, Mike. Yeah. At me, my own self, Mike. On Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. uh, My band, Something Heavy. At Something Heavy Music. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll be coming out with a new single soon. Mm -hmm. I keep threatening it. And the reason why I keep threatening it is so this way I know that I'm going to definitely do it. Preach. Uh, Jimsy, what about you and and your your endeavors?
1: (sighs) You can find my band Craving Strange at CravingStrange.net. We just put out a brand new song called Me What You Say. It is on all streaming platforms now. If you go to CravingStrange.net, you can find a link to it as well. Let us know what you think. Um, Let me know if you like it, if you hate it, whatever. Put it to your playlist. Put it to your playlist. Add it to your playlist. Add, put, it. put it to your playlist. Put it to your earhole. Put it to your ear holes And uh, check it out. And let us know what you think. Uh, if you want to find me personally, uh, you can find me personally on the socials. Jimmy G Shoes. Find me there. Let me know why you're trying to find me there. I don't know why. But uh, yeah. There's pictures of me. There's pictures of us. Mm-hmm. There's pictures of my band. Um, there's pictures of my dog. Your dog. You know. Yeah. Find me there if you want to find me. Let me know why you want to find me. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know what? Patreon. Thank you guys so much. You guys are the best. If you want to support the show in a different way, in a more uh, immediate, this is helping you get on with your life way. Yes. Jump over to Patreon. We have extra shows. We have uh, commercial free shows. We have special events. We have live things occasionally. We do watch alongs. We do cooking things. We eat terrible things. Yeah. We put horrible things in our bodies. For you. In our mouths. In our mouths, you dirty. Stop it. Dirty. Why would you
2: stop it? Urgh. I'm out of here. All right. Well, don't forget. You should always make sure you ask yourself or it's just a just one thing. What's your bacon? Pot roast. Yeah. The pot roasted
1: dogs. Oh, in world peace.